0: Man, it's huge because it's, you know, it's it's weird and ugly to say, but these are the things that we're not taught in school. And if you don't fall in a certain demographic or category, this is not a topic people talk about.
1: So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
2: Okay, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys today. But before I get started, I got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Miss Eva Palacios, are you in the house?
0: Yes. What's up?
2: Awesome! I made it through the intro. <laughs> so excited
0: sometimes we have those moments
2: <laughs> yeah well, definitely having a moment now um so you know just so you guys know that if you guys hear a printer in the background that is a printer that you're hearing if you think that's a printer it is a printer uh, right now we got a whole bunch of stuff going on my wife is uh about to give a tour to some families for our preschool so we're really yes. excited but we got to do the podcast right now because me and Eva are so busy
1: yeah, uh, and we
2: have a special guest for you guys as well. That's very busy.
1: Yeah, and
2: now is the time—is now or never. So yes, right. let's get it. That's right. <laughs> that's,
0: right. It. that's right. I was about to say you shouldn't have told him what sound was playing in the background. We should have had somebody guess. Oh yeah, and then we could have gave out some gear. <laughs>
2: there we go. Instagram poll, like you know, what sound was in the background? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, Eva, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's so funny because I was scrolling through Facebook and um, and David had posted, are there still 24 hours in a day during quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because everything is mush. Like, I don't know what yeah. day it is. I don't know what time it is. Like, when are my appointments? Like, everything is just a blur. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially
2: being an entrepreneur, right? Yes. I mean, when I was a principal, I remember like I always knew what day it was. I knew a day, week, month a quarter yeah i knew I, the time of day i always knew right because you know everything's <laughs> but now it's like i have no clue um okay, i wake up for at my calendar 30. yeah and if it's not on my calendar it just doesn't exist that's like right <laughs> pretty crazy pretty crazy yes. um yeah so that's i mean you know how's the workouts been going I, you know you and i've been What i'm I how's my, of my workouts day, how's day your nine,
0: workouts Man. Okay. First of all, we got to like, let me shout out Charles because he has been killing it, waking up every morning to be at 6am workouts. And there's days that I'm like, nah, I'm going to miss today's workout. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, man, if I don't go, maybe Charles isn't going to go. No, your boy gets up every day and has been going every day nonstop. I'm like, beast mode.
2: Yeah, well, Mom. thank you. I appreciate that. I um, I'm actually excited that I've done that because that that is uh, normally you know if if there's a, if there's a way out you know I might just go <laughs> ahead and take that, uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been committed to just showing up. That's the one thing I wanted to say like to myself. I'm just like you know what, let me just show up every day, even if you know. Um, I don't have a great workout, you know, maybe not my, my best effort or whatever. I mean, I'm always going to give good effort, but I mean, maybe I'm not as strong no how or tired, tired you are. yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going because the thing is like, it's better than just laying there. Um, That's how I figure I'm, 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 I'm helping the cause by just showing up. And so yes. uh, one thing that's been great is uh coach has been great um, about understanding that and kind of, you know, encouraging and understanding it takes a while to, you know, to kind of, get things going. You know, I'm at 40 now and, you know, I used to be an athlete. I still have that potential, but it's not what it used to be. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
0: I know. And not to mention, okay, first of all, to our audience, your boy was deadlifting the other day, some super duper weight and he was doing it like super, no problem. I'm like, who brought dude? Like, <laughs> What in the, where did he come from? How are you even deadlifting this type of weight? I'm just, yeah, that's, that's some stuff. You uh, are I, inspiring people for sure. Well, I,
2: I appreciate that. I, I would say it's just coach. Cause I honestly don't know what I'm doing. The last time I tried to deadlift <laughs> on my own, I hurt my back. I was really nervous about it, but he gave some instructions around like how to do it. And it made sense to me. He was like, yes. you know, you have to make your body look like a number four. And I, yes. just, I said, that makes, okay. So let me just do that. <laughs> so as long as I look like a number four and you know, and it, it, it worked, you know, it's been great. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that, uh, that is, uh, and so just, it kind of made me think about though, cause I, I've been, you know, committed to this and, and I definitely see myself continuing to do it. And especially, um, until I hit my goal, uh, which is to just, uh, get myself down to a place where I feel healthy you know and, and um, yes. especially being 40 and having two young boys that are super uh, athletic and you know energized and like just like Running constantly working out and and working out too these boys like literally like work out all day it's crazy and they um, you know they inspire me you know and and, and I think about being there for them they're always talking about you know like running and you know like racing me and all this different stuff and my four-year-old's like daddy I could beat you and I'm like no you can't uh, <laughs> so every once in a while I gotta like show him but the other day you know I, like before I started working out I remember you know just running around with him
0: yep
2: and he's quick man I mean he's pretty quick they get their little, legs. They they got the little legs and the thing is like he can keep going so after a while you know I gotta hey you know let me go in the house I gotta do something you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is sad, man. I got to get myself uh, together. So that is what I'm doing, um, and, and and I appreciate um, you encouraging me around that, and uh, we're holding each other accountable. But you 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 were the you were the the model that you know you I started I saw your progress. So I said I got I got to get on this.
0: I got to get on this. We got to get healthy together.
2: That's right. And to speaking live of, we're
0: 104. <laughs>
2: that's right. Speaking of, and speaking of, you know we we've been talking about um, you know this idea of kind of getting healthy, not just. Healthy financially, but uh he- healthy, you know, um physically as well. But there's so many components, right? So empower yes. you is not just about uh, you know, finances. I mean, it is, but finances represent so much more. Yeah. Uh, mentality, your spirituality, like there's so many things uh, that we kind of tapped into but haven't really gone full-fledged.
0: Right. Um,
2: but today we're gonna talk a little bit about, you know. Why it's important to kind of have your affairs in order. Um, yes, our audience is about around our age. Eva, did you know? Did you realize that that most of our listeners are around our age. <laughs>
0: I could only assume because I swear in my mind, everybody's my age, yeah. even if they're younger or older, like they're still my age.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's, it's weird to about 40, right? Because I still feel kind of 20-ish. I definitely don't feel 50 or 60-ish, like not at all. Like, and that's no shade <laughs> to anyone who is, uh, but I just, I feel always younger than what I am. Um, but yeah, so, but it, what we actually do have listeners in a wide range, which we greatly appreciate, but we we tend to have a bulk of our listeners around our age. And it seems like around this time, you start to really think about, you know, the future. You start yes. thinking about, um, you know, Leaving a Legacy. We did that episode uh, recently, and it was a really, uh, you know, li- one of our most downloaded episodes. Um, people are really interested awesome. in, in hearing about this, right? And yes. um, so today, uh, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, what happens when um, you pass, right? What yeah. what happens when you pass and and kind of like... Shoring up things for your family, um, things that honestly—I'll be honest—I don't know. I don't know that I really want to talk about this. I remember when Eva brought it to me. I was like, <laughs> "Are we talking about dying again?" Like, <laughs> like come on.
0: <laughs> no, we are talking about estate planning.
2: Yes, so That's exciting. Yeah, so thank you for enlightening me because <laughs> I, uh, you know, once again, I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything around dying. Yeah. Um, but but the whole idea for for the last podcast around living benefits was more about how do you you know obviously um, not only uh, sure yourself up and your family but also how do you potentially um, you know benefit while you're living right um, with with this particular conversation we're talking about estate planning we're talking about setting up others in a way that really is meaningful and I think our guest has some really great stories about what happens and you also have some stories about what happens uh, yes. sometimes when our family members pass and we haven't planned things quite right or maybe we have. Uh, so it's it's a worthwhile conversation, especially for folks, uh, you know, that are you know just looking to improve and be solid all the way around. Uh, yes. So, with that said, Eva, I'm gonna go ahead and pass it to you, let you introduce our guest, uh, yes. so we can go ahead and, and and get this conversation going.
0: Absolutely! Oh my gosh, I am so excited, guys! And yeah, you know, it's it's the 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 sometimes the uncomfortable conversations that you have with people that you know you need to happen because it's going to happen one day. The question is, is are you prepared for when it happens? So I have the pleasure of bringing in our guest today, somebody that I've met through a very awesome network, a business network here locally that we are a part of. And when I asked about who offers these services, the wills, the living trust, the estate planning, all of that stuff. She came very highly recommended. Like people were like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is who I need to talk to. (laughs) So yes, guys, please. um, Yes. Open your ears, take out a notebook. You're going to want to jot down some notes, but I like to welcome as our guest today, Gina Liguria and she is amazing. So, Gina, if you're with us, say hello. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you, Charles and Eva, for having me
3: here today. It's my pleasure to join you on the podcast, and I couldn't help but notice um, the age of demographic of 40 and and so um, I'm in my 50s and it ain't all that bad.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I hear. That's what I yeah. hear. I, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I, I actually am. Because uh, I finally got my stuff together at 40. I, I was like, I finally understand what I'm supposed to be doing. So looking forward to 50. Uh, so Gina, you know, so so glad that you're joining us. Um, you know, you are an, an estate planning attorney. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. Yeah, we do. We focus primarily on... Setting people up for their legacy. I heard you use the word legacy earlier, but we focus on doing living trusts and wills. And if somebody fails to plan, we do probate. And then we also want to make sure, you know, it's not all about death. We want to protect you while you're alive. So think about the situations as we age. Mm -hmm. We maybe Alzheimer's or dementia or just general forgetfulness starts to set in. And so we want to make sure that people have all of the legal documents in place to shore them up and make sure they have an adequate support system around them so that they are taken care of in their twilight years. And then the family is well taken care of after they're gone.
2: Absolutely. Well tell me, tell me something, um, Gina, you know, tell me how you got into this uh estate planning. Uh, attorney field, you know, our field field of law, if you will. Um, I know I have some friends that are lawyers, and I one one time had ambitions of uh, becoming a lawyer, uh, oh. you know, a corporate yeah, a corporate lawyer. I was going to go and get the bucks. Um, wow. uh, but also, <laughs> I was I was in a social justice. So I was thinking about civil rights. I was all over the place. But anyway, um, one thing that didn't come up with all my friends uh, in terms of uh, the field of law would be you know estate planning. You know, like I I I don't think many people. Uh, thought about that field, so I'm kind of curious as, as in terms of how you got into that 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 particular line.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's part of my why, and um, you know, there's a plan for everyone. I firmly believe that, and I I was led to this work through actually a, a pretty tragic circumstance. So my dad was killed in a vehicle accident at the age of 42. And I was in my very early 20s and, and he left behind myself and my younger brother and my sister who was only 12 years old at the time. And we spent, I kid you not, four and a half years in probate court, wow. settling up his affairs and his estate and um, you know, a small business and the family home and, and what he had worked his entire life for. And was essentially tied up in the courts for all that time. And when it was all said and done, guess who got all the money? Not us kids. Mm. So it went to court fees and attorney fees and consulting fees and accounting fees, and and you know the the fees alone would would cripple you. And so. There really wasn't anything left for my now, what, 16-year-old sister? So um, it it just broke my heart. And being in my early 20s at the time, I I would sit there in meetings with this team of attorneys trying to sort these things out. And I would essentially be telling them, no, this is the way we're going to do this. This is how this is going to go. And this area of law just kind of fascinated me. And so when it was all said and done, um, having lived through that process, I just said to myself, you know what? I got to go to law school. There's got to be a better way. Families have to be protected from this ravage, this ordeal called probate. Wow. And thankfully, there is. There are there are ways to protect your family from that ordeal. And so that's what led me to this area of law. Now, it's um it's a pretty I'll, I'll say it's a pretty consistent area of law because I do have news for you all.
2: What's that? Death
3: is not optional. Sorry. There is, there is you, no free pass here. You,
2: you can't opt out? You can't opt out. No. Oh.
3: I wish. I wish. <laughs> and keep going to the gym because you're postponing it for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Hey, yes. As, yeah. Far, as long as I can, hopefully. <laughs>
3: yeah. But, um, you know, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation. It's not something that we like to think about. But think of the gift you're leaving your family if you take some time to plan in the right way.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, especially now, um, you know, during this time that we're going through, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a world, you know, really with COVID and the pandemic, um, I think that, things like untimely deaths have, have been something that's been on people's minds. Unfortunately, a lot of different situations, you know, we're, we're all just kind of thinking about, you know, first, how do we get by right. Uh, for people who've been impacted by the pandemic, but then also like what happens if, you know, one of our family member passes. And I think a lot of people aren't necessarily like prepared if you will. Um, and so I think this is a really timely conversation. So, uh, one question, let's just start with the fundamentals because I think, uh, for for, you know, I, I I pretty much uh you know, I, I pretty much have my ear to the ground when it comes to to the folks. And I can tell you one thing, every time you say probate, I'm like, what exactly does that mean? I don't know for sure. I mean, I think I could use it in a sentence, but <laughs> I don't know if I if I know what it is. So so for the people out there who don't know what it is, what what is probate?
3: Yeah, so think of probate as just a process, probate process. And it's a process where your assets or your estate gets passed on to your heirs or okay. whoever you leave behind. And you, a lot of people say to me, Oh, well, I don't have an estate. And I say, Oh yes, you do. In the eyes of the law, every single person, even a newborn baby has an estate wow. An estate is anything you own or anything that you're entitled to. So even little children can have an estate. Maybe they have a savings account or maybe mom or dad dies and there's life insurance left to them. That's now part of their estate. Mm -hmm. So everybody has an estate. And so we talk about estate planning, planning for that estate, planning for what you own. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, when somebody passes, a lot of times we think of, well, I'll just go to the bank and they'll have my name on the account. Well, that may or may not be true. You know, if somebody put a beneficiary on an account, then it'll go to that person when you die. But if they didn't do that, we may be looking at the probate process. And probate involves going to court and going before a judge and filing a bunch of paperwork and asking the court to say who gets those assets that are part of that person's estate. And assets basically pass one of three ways. First of all, you can do nothing. You can have no plan whatsoever. And and that's what my dad did. He essentially, you know, who thinks they're going to die at 42? So he he didn't have anything in place. But the state of California has everything written out in the probate code, which says how things pass. And typically it's your spouse and it's your kids Mm -hmm. and it's your parents if they're still alive. But if you don't have any of those, then it might be to your siblings. Well, if you haven't talked to your brother or sisters or whatever in 15 years, and you're all not getting along, they might still get your stuff. Mm. And, and you didn't even know that. So that's one way. Probate is written out in the probate code. The second way is doing a will. So people say, oh, I have my will. I pulled out my binder paper, and I wrote out my will, and I signed it. and We had mm-hmm. witnesses and stuff. Well, guess what? A will still goes to probate court because the judge has to supervise and oversee that process of making sure that your wishes in your will are followed. So that's the second way. Then the third way is the thing that I like to work a lot with, and it's called the living trust. Hmm. And it is just simply putting your assets in the name of a trust and think of the trust as like a box. You know, I have a box here on my desk Mm -hmm. and your trust is your box and you own your box and you're gonna put your house into your box and you're gonna put your bank accounts into your box and you're gonna put your retirement and insurance and anything of value is gonna go into your box and you are the owner of this box. And when you die, you will have named someone, your trustee of your trust, to manage your box and make sure that everything in your box goes to the people you want. So your children maybe, or you might have um, charities or causes or, you know, things that you really believe in that you want to leave money towards. So it's whatever you want. But the beauty of having everything in your trust is that that does not go to court. That does not go through the probate process Hmm. because you are trusting your trustee will follow your wishes and get all those assets to your next generation. So Hmm. we eliminate all that process, which is very time consuming. You know, people often ask me, well, how long should probate take Gina? Because we know in your case, it took four and a half years. Hmm. And right now I would say, Um, throughout the Central Valley and most of the state of California, it's taking at least 12 to 18 months to get through the probate process in court. So that's a really long time for your family to be dangling out there without having access to your money or your assets and having everything kind of in limbo and not knowing what to do. Um, If, if it's your, like your parents' home, they passed away and it's you and your siblings you know, maybe they had a mortgage, who's going to pay that mortgage for 14 months while that goes through the probate process. So a lot of things that people don't consider.
2: Wow. Yeah. And I could imagine even emotionally how taxing that would be. I mean, you already have to mourn the person that passed and you have, you have to grieve, you know, and then to go through all the legal stuff of who gets what and um, all that entanglement. I mean, I could imagine it being uh, pretty frustrating.
3: It, it can be, it can yeah. be. And, you know, you don't really have time to grieve when you're in the throes of it. So, yeah. you know, the dragging that out for another 14 months or in my case, four and a half years, wow. you know, you don't, you don't get an opportunity to celebrate that person and the legacy that they left behind. Cause frankly, they've left you a hot mess
1: mm.
3: and, and the fighting that can go on. Yeah.
1: Um, hey, quick break here your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend.
3: The other thing I wanted to just mention too, I think I forgot to say this, is that a will still has a place. A will is an important document in estate planning because even though you have a living trust to take care of all your assets, all your things, we still draft up a will to go with it. Because a will names guardians for your children. So if you oh, have young children, you want to have a say in who is going to have physical custody of them and raise them and then who's going to manage their money. So we do a will with every living trust to make sure that you get to say who's going to have your babies, right? Mm, yeah. Because it, they may go to some person that you don't even really particular care for or maybe doesn't share your values and your mm your faith or your wisdom. And so you want to make sure, um, you know, especially mama bears, they want to make Mm -hmm. sure they know who those baby cubs are going to.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's a important distinction. I did have a question about that. So just for clarity for our audience, so living trust has to do with assets, um, and everything in your box, everything in your estate. I think I'm using that term, right?
3: That's correct. Yeah.
2: Um, and then the wills have to do with, um, guardianship, um, and is there anything else uh, besides that?
3: Yeah. So if you didn't have a trust, a will could say where your things go. Mm-hmm. But in that case, it would go to court. So so a will is kind of a multi-purpose document, but it still goes to probate court. So that can be really you know, difficult for some people.
2: Yeah. So it sounds like if you're trying to avoid court, then the living trust would be the route to go.
1: Yes. Um, however,
2: right. a will would still... Um, would still basically speak for you beyond the grave. However, you would be in court and a judge would kind of oversee that process. That's correct.
3: Yep, you've got it. Spot on.
2: All right, yeah. You should
3: have gone to law school. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) I just, uh, the educator in me, I do good at recaps. That's, (laughs) Um, but you know, one thing, um, you know, kind of just talking about this and Eva kind of talked about this uh, in the podcast before, uh, her experience. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of share her experience. Cause I know um, that your father uh, recently passed and you had to manage some of this stuff. So, so tell us about some of your experience and, and what you've learned uh, with this process.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and you don't know the process until in essence, you've lived it. And I'm just so glad that my dad created a living trust early mm-hmm. on. And, um, and I can honestly say, you know, when he passed in 2019, I was taking care of him before he had passed and just the, the emotional and just everything that goes along with taking care of a parent who is aging that, you know, is not going to get better. Mm. That in itself is so stressful and emotional. So when he passed, I wasn't worried financially because I already knew he had a living trust. I already knew that he was really, really good with his money that I didn't have to worry about, okay, you know, how am I going to pay for this funeral or how am I going to do this? Or do I have to worry about this? Because yeah, the trust literally spelled it all out. Mm. And now, you know, now after talking to Gina, but most importantly, outside looking in, that was if anything, the best financial decision he made. Because when he passed, I literally was able to mourn. I wasn't stressed. I I had just this abundance of peacefulness on me mm. that I'm like, oh, we're doing this for the kids. Like We are doing ours because I do not want my kids to have to even just being in court, like I can't even go to court for a traffic ticket without getting nervous. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like court,
0: right? No. Let alone, or even like jury duty, you know, like <laughs> it's scary in there. So just imagine, should something happen and your kids have to go through that experience? Yeah. It can be very scary and emotional. And, and what happens when we are in a difficult place? That, that is very unfamiliar, we then make wrong choices financially. So having the living trust, it spelled everything out. We had access to everything that he exactly wrote down specifically there was no court. Like, we literally got access to all of his stuff in a matter of, I don't know, maybe like 60 to 90 days. Wow. Some insurance policy sooner because I was named the beneficiary, you know, the trust. He left things to the boys. So it was so peace of mind that mm-hmm. I just knew at that point, oh, we go and live in trust, no doubt. Wow. For our kids. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's an amazing story. Um, and you know, really, I think makes it real for a lot of people because, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, there's there's folks out there that have lost loved ones and have had to kind of deal with, you know, the, the, what do we do now type of scenario. And, um, I haven't gone through it yet, but I mean, I can imagine, you know, I don't know, at some point it's going to happen. Right. You know? And so,
0: um,
2: this is a, a great conversation to have. Um, One thing that I want to just kind of, you know, ask uh, Gina about, um, because, you know, every time I hear the word trust or living trust, anything trust, actually, I think of like trust fund baby, right? Or, you know, uh, it's it's always something like kind of elitist, right? You know, it's like, you know, oh, rich folks, rich stuff. Um, So there may be people out there listening like, this sounds nice, guys, but, you know, I don't really have a lot of money, so I don't have a lot of stuff, so I don't really know. Why I would need a trust um, or a will, if that, if if you will, because I'm not rich. What do you have to say to those folks out there that are listening that are are like, you know, it sounds good, sounds like something I would want, but I'm not sure it's for me.
3: Yeah, so I say good estate planning is for everybody, Uh, you know, and you deserve good estate planning and the legacy that you're going to leave your family. I mean, Eva spoke about, you know, such a peace of mind and that's something that our firm, that's what we say, you know, the law firm and Gina Liguria providing families a peace of mind because we, we truly come at this from a servant perspective, ensuring that no family has to go through what we went through and, and we want to set up their loved ones for security and success down the road. But one thing to consider is that, you um, the limits are pretty low. So anything under $166,250 does not have to go to probate. If that's the sum total of your entire estate, it doesn't go to probate. But anything over that does. That's a very
2: specific amount, 166 and 200, what was it again? 166,
3: 250.
2: Wow, okay. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I know, pretty crazy what the legislature does. It used to be 150,000 and then they index it for inflation and so on. So that amount's going to be some crazy number every couple of years. okay. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, the big thing is real property and real estate. And I know that the dream of home ownership is out there for a lot of people. And they're working day and night. And I know they're working with EVA to improve their credit scores Mm -hmm. and get really good loan terms and um, working on their debt to income ratios. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's going to be your biggest asset, your lifetime investment. And you want to protect it. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that what you work so hard for doesn't end up, you know, having to be sold to pay off attorneys and judges and, and for you know probate fees down the road because everything that is counted towards your estate in probate court is always gross value. So if your home is worth say three hundred thousand dollars, but you have a mortgage loan for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The court counts the full $300,000 of gross value. It's not based on equity at all. Mm -hmm. And so that's another really kind of aha moment for people because they think, oh, I don't have that much equity. There's no big deal. It's just, you know, my house, it'll go. Um, But, you know, it is a big deal. It is a big deal because it's on the full gross value. And then the other thing I want to touch upon is even if you don't own any real property and maybe you don't own much in terms of, assets or financial wealth, you want to make sure that you're protected while you're alive too, because in many cases, people get critically ill or they get an onset of dementia or Alzheimer's and they are not able to attend to their own affairs. And there are some predatory people out there that will come along and take advantage of you Mm. if you're not able to make good financial decisions. And so you need things like powers of attorney in place, one for financial and one for healthcare, to make sure that there is somebody who you trust and knows your wishes can carry those out for you if you for whatever reason are not able to do that. And they they've been especially critical now in this COVID era. You know, we have Man. people locked in hospitals and nursing homes who can't take care of their financial affairs or um, can't advocate for themselves with a a healthcare team because they're on a ventilator or something. So you want to have that team, that scaffolding, I think you use the word, that support system in place Mm -hmm. to make sure that if something happens to you, you're covered and you have, you have your champion, you have your team there, you know, cheering you on and making sure that everything is well so that you can focus on getting better.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely needed. Um, and I think that 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 is something that a lot of people, you know, we, we, we don't want to think about, but we have to think about, right? And, and especially when you uh, present all these scenarios, whereas, you know, it, this thing has happened, right? Like, you know, it has, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's been a untimely death. Um, and now we have to deal and it only makes sense for us to make sure that these things are in place. Um, you know, I, I just I can't imagine a situation where we wouldn't do that. So my question to you now, Gina, is, you know, how does somebody even get um, started with, you know, living trust? Like, let's say like, OK, you know what? This sounds like something I want to explore. What's that process look like?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, great question. And um, like I said, our firm is about being there to educate people and provide resources and information. So a really good place to start is just to go to my website. It's LiguriaLaw.com. LiguriaLaw.com. And you
2: you want to spell it for folks?
3: Yeah. L-E-G-U-R-I-A-L-A-W.com. And there's a treasure trove of resources on there, different guides, different reports, talks a lot about, you know, what is probate? What is a trust? When do I need this? How do I care for an aging parent? So a lot of good information there, just resources and education. Um, And, you know, it's, it's something, you know, you take a look and maybe it's something you consider and talk about with your spouse or your aging parent, and then you come back and find something else. So Um, you know, just take it kind of in small bites, if you will. And then in my firm being about education, we do a lot of public webinars and seminars, and um, we can't meet in person anymore, but we do offer uh, webinars through our website. And that's more education, because we just want to make sure you have tools, tools Mm -hmm. in your toolkit, so that you can make good decisions for your family. And then finally, if you're wanting to take the plunge or you want to see what might be a good fit for your family or the right situation, um, we gladly offer uh, free consultations to individuals. So if they reach out to our office, um, we talk them through, get a little bit more information about, hey, what's going on in your family? What are your concerns and issues? And then um, they typically meet with me for 30 minutes and we talk through some of the different options and scenarios. No obligation, just information. We want to make that really clear. Always about serving and putting everything out there so that people can make informed choices.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that's great. So so to go to your website, they'll get educated, uh, be able to figure out terms, you have webinars where you actually teach information. And then, if they're really interested in moving forward, they would, um, you know, book a consultation with you, which is free, uh, where they could find out more information. Absolutely. Sounds great. Sounds pretty reasonable to me, right? Right, Eva.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, she, yeah, we, we on the step to booking an appointment, but she sent me some paperwork I got to fill out <laughs> so that she knows all of the craziness we got ourselves into, <laughs> but no, you know, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people will see this, you know, uh, as a not so popular topic to talk about because they don't want to talk about this type of stuff. Me I'm looking forward to be like, okay, who's getting what and how, and, and how do we decide who gets what, or what's the best way? Like, I don't know, like I've never done this before. So just being able to work with a professional that has years of doing this, it, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the knowledge. You're paying for the experience. You're paying for the years worth of other situations that Gina's been through and helped with that she can guide me. I definitely feel confident she can guide me and my hubby. Not only that, we're going to hook mom up because mom needs to get stuff together. Mm. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, you got to make these types of decisions. Why to protect your legacy. God forbid something happens tomorrow and you were thinking about doing this and you didn't get it done. And now things go to court for 18 months. How are your kids going to Deal, how are they gonna just even get by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's super duper important. And I'm just excited to be able to plan our estate, plan it, and knowing that when we are no longer here, we've got peace of mind that our kids, the grandkids, generations are gonna be taken care of because of what we did to protect.
2: Well, I mean, I just want to name the fact that, you know. You know, we talk about generational wealth, and we talk about how you know wealth is passed on um, and how you obtain wealth. I mean, because a lot of this that we talk about is you know teaching people how to level up. But yes. truth be told, a large percentage of wealthy people in America are wealthy because of the the people that passed away before them and passed That's it down. That's right. Um, let's just just call that out. I think the percentage is like I don't want to say what it is. It's like eighty nine. something something crazy. It's like a very high percentage. Um, and so what does that tell you? Well, that tells you how important this is, right? And, and and you know, maybe maybe I'm not the one, you know, I think about like the, the story of Moses, you know, maybe I don't make it to the promised land, but, uh, you know, I'll take you through the wilderness. And I kind of feel like with my family, and I got five kids, you know, I'm figuring this thing out. And hopefully I get to a place where, you know, we're financially stable, we're really, really good by the time I pass, but it's going to be really beautiful for them after me because I'm gonna set them up and make sure everyone's good. And then generations after that can continue to carry on the McGill name. Um yep. but this time not not the um you know the 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 uh the poverty that we've been through you know in the years and years and generations of that cycle. Um yep. so that's to me that's what I'm hearing. You know that's that's if any message I'm getting today uh is like hey let's let's focus on others right which which you know eventually you know when we first start off when we're little it's all about us you know my three year old his <laughs> Everything's about him, mine and me, and that's it, right? And as you get older, hopefully you mature, right? yeah, and you realize that the world is much bigger than you and it's actually about others, right? and you and you you dedicate your life to um, to to helping others out, which is a very fulfilling life uh, once you understand that. Um, so thank you, guys. It's a really great conversation. and so yeah. uh, Gina, I'm gonna give you one last chance to um you know make sure that people know how to find you, um how to connect with you, and also just one last thing you la- want to leave with our listeners. Uh, who are still kind of like, you know, because sometimes we talk through this stuff and they're still like, yeah, I hear you guys. And but I don't know, this stuff still sounds kind of morbid to me. I'm still kind of uncomfortable. Uh, what would you say to them? Um, and make sure definitely to include your um, your information so they can contact you.
0: Oh, also, hold on. Before you go, Gina... Another thing, what areas do you serve? And for those who, because we got a lot of listeners all over the place, for those who are not in California, how, how should they even think about shopping around or researching for somebody that can help them locally?
3: Sure. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. Well, again, thank you both for this conversation today, because this is such an important topic. And like you said, nobody wants to talk about death and dying. Um, But it's going to happen. I haven't figured out the magic potion for it not to happen yet. So, um, you know, just just planning for that legacy. Uh, You know, we've talked about peace of mind, generational wealth, um, you know, doing good and giving it, passing it, paying it forward, you know, passing it on to the next next group and have them carry on. Um, You can find a lot of good information on my website, again, um, LiguriaLaw.com, that's L-E-G-U-R-I-A-L-A-W.com. And our particular practice is focused here in the Central Valley. Um, I primarily serve the counties of San Joaquin, Stanislaus, Merced, Calaveras, Mariposa, and Tuolumne. Uh, But I am licensed in the state of California. I have 23 colleagues just in the state of California alone. So I have just about every geographic region covered here. Um, We are members of a nationwide organization called the American Academy of Estate Planning Attorneys. Mm. And they also have a website with a member listing which will give you members in all the states. So every, including Hawaii and Alaska. So um, I have colleagues throughout the United States. And if somebody, you know, is just having trouble finding that um, they can Google American Academy of estate planning attorneys or AAEPA.com. And there are, I want to say 300 of us nationwide um, that you can go to that, practice with the same philosophy and guiding values that I do. So if you saw, heard something here today that resonated with you, um, I'm sure I have a professional in your area that can um, assist you as well. But, you know, like I said, this is my mission. This is my why. This is why I was put on this earth. I just know it. And I want to make sure that everybody has the tools and the knowledge to make those good decisions and make good
2: plans. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing that. And that's always, you know, really important when people, you know, have a why connected to what they do makes it so much more meaningful and also, you know, just more sincere and authentic in terms of the, uh, the process. So thank you, Gina, for, uh, the work you do. Um, so I'm gonna Mm -hmm. give, I'm gonna give Eva one last chance to, to, to close us out uh, with, you know, just, you know, what what do you have to say to your your people? You know, you got, we have a, a large community of people that listen to us and, um, why, why was this so important to bring to the community?
0: Man, it's huge because it, it, you know, it's it's weird to and ugly to say, but these are the things that we're not taught in school. And if you don't fall in a certain demographic or category, this is not a topic people talk about. So you know, our mission with Empower You is to empower people, live life on their own terms, but most importantly, to educate, let you know what your options are. If you've ever lost a loved one and they did not have a will or a living trust, just remember what that, how you felt going through that. Or if it was a relative with a close family that you saw, they were going through complete chaos because they didn't properly plan their estate. All the more reason why you guys need to. The information is out there. The tools are out there. You just got to get with the right people who share those same values to be able to get your estate planned out. You know, I'm so just grateful and thankful that my dad took the time out and, and, and did the living trust because man, I don't even know. I don't even know where the heck we would be. I'm sure it would be a mess. I'm sure we'd be in court for a good 18 months. He passed away in 2019. So we'd be right now having that type of conversation, figuring things out. So whether or not you think you don't have assets or anything of value, get with Gina, get the free consultation, get the free information that's out there, because I promise you, You think you don't have things until you talk to somebody, then you start remembering, oh yeah, that's right. And this is important to me. So I need to plan it. So definitely thank you so much, Gina, for allowing us to interview you on our podcast. And hopefully we can touch the lives of many that have these types of questions. Now that they, now they will know that they have a a safe place to go to, to ask these types of questions.
2: Yeah, that's huge. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Gina, again. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at EvaEmpowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Empowered.